Brain Injury Today is sponsored by the Washington State Traumatic Brain Injury Council and produced by Goal 17 Media, storytellers for the common good. Welcome everyone to another edition of the Brain Injury Today podcast. It's, this is Deborah Crawley, Executive Director for the Brain Injury Alliance of Washington. We're really excited to welcome our guest today, who is a board member, a former University of Washington Husky football player, a dad, and an all-around great guy. Just a you know one of those people you're so th- happy that your journey has crossed paths with. Mr. Darren Harris. Welcome, Darren. Thanks, Deborah. Uh, thanks for the introduction. That was that was awesome. Appreciate that. Well, you're an, an amazing person, and I love being able to work with you. And always, I'm appreciative of those who are taking time to be part of our podcast. You are a, a brain injury survivor, so your willingness to share that journey with others is really an important piece. And I know you've you've done it before. We've had you speak to other audiences from our concussion summits to our state conference, and I know the impact that you have made um, in the lives of others. So today, we're just going to have a similar conversation to share with those listening. Um, And so we're going to kind of wind it back and talk about when you initially... um, were injured. Um, You really had a lot going on. You were playing football for those Huskies at the University of Washington. You had been a star athlete as a high school uh, football player here in Federal Way. Um, Mm -hmm. So let's kind of talk about how that occurred and the changes that occurred um, as your first challenge was, uh, you know, making sure you also you also graduated after that injury. So kind of give us that history from as far back as you want to go, when you were a tyke or, or after? <laughs> uh, well, it was, uh, it was a goal of mine. I remember uh, watching TV uh, with my dad, and it was a goal of mine to uh, – we were watching, uh, what was it, the Oakland Raiders play football. Um, and then uh, I, and I asked my dad, do you have to go to college to, uh, to become a, a professional football player? He's like, yes, you have to go to college to become a professional football player, Darren. And I was like, oh. And I was like, oh. I think I'll go to the University of Washington and then go play for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, that was in third grade, uh, and um, then I had, I had busted my butt to um, to make that happen. Um, I got an offer from uh, Rick Neuheisel at the time to play at the University of Washington, and then uh, shortly after that, I committed uh, my my junior season. Uh, then I was able to go there on a on a, a full athletic. Uh, That's scholarship. awesome. Yeah. Um, then I'll kind of fast forward, I guess. So I'm um, at the University of Washington. There's a lot of a lot of losing going on when I was there. Um, <laughs> we don't like to talk about that, but I'll bring it up just to nip it in the bud. Uh, <laughs> so a lot of a lot of losing was going on, and um, you know, and um, was trying to you know trying to find my way, trying to you know reach my goal of playing in the NFL. Um, and I found that I had a cracked vertebrae. Um, I had a cracked vertebrae my sophomore year, um, and then you know, your damaged goods at that point, and coaches kind of turn, you know, they turn away from you a little bit. Um, but I was able to bounce back from that. One person believed uh, believed in me there. Uh, one of the trainers nice. uh, there, and uh, was able to come back. And and then that year out, I came back. Um, 
I was able to um, do pretty well. I um, what was I? David's MVP versus Cal that that year, and um, I was uh, voted um, King Five uh, Most Improved Player of the 2007 oh. season um, after sitting out uh, a, a full season there. So that was more like a, a thing for me. It's like, wow, well, I can I can overcome a lot of things, and I was going to need that preparation before I was going to go yeah. through the next year. Um, so my my senior season, I had one class to finish. Uh, I set it up so I had one class to finish. Because of that injury year, I was able to catch up on all my work and everything. Um, so I just had one class, you know, uh, well, I think it was like a five-credit class and a really easy one so I could focus on my football <laughs> football season. Um, so I could focus on my football season and do really well and hopefully play in the NFL. Um, the second game of that season was a home game uh, against BYU. Um, and then, you know, I'm covering this guy by the name of Dennis Pitta, uh, a tight end. He runs a corner out. I uh, go up and I try to intercept the ball. I have my hands on the ball. His hands are on the ball. And um, I couldn't brace myself for when, when my head hit the ground. Um, it was so – the impact was so hard that, like, my face mask had bounced up from the ground and, uh, and impaled my upper lip. Two plastic surgeons had to sew, sew up my upper lip there. Um uh, to this day, I don't remember what happened. I just saw the video a bunch of times, um, and then that's what—that's when I—that's that was my traumatic brain injury, uh, and that's what kind of changed my life, uh, you know, forever. But, but I'm 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 uh, I'm here now, and I, and I'm thankful. So let's talk about some of that journey after the injury and and the symptoms you were getting very good care at the University of Washington. I know they also helped you in uh, making sure you did graduate and that was perhaps in the spring of 2008. I'm not quite sure on timing there. That was in uh, uh, June, 2009. So the University of Washington, uh, what they allowed me to do was to, was try to, was was to stay in the school on an additional year. Uh um, So that I could, you know, so that I could prolong, you know, having to go out into the real world. And um, you know, having to face everything with my with my injuries and my symptoms, um, so I had that. I was like somewhat of like an umbrella for me for the next till until June, basically, until the next year, middle of the next year. Um, uh, but during that time, you know, uh, everything changed for me. My head hurted all the time. Yeah. Uh, sensitivity to light. I couldn't yeah. do anything. I couldn't. I couldn't remember the words I had just read. Um, I used to wake up every day and cry literally for about four months. Um, that was, that was really tough for me, to be honest. It, uh, it yeah, it was really painful for me. I had to, uh, I had to, you know, utilize disability uh, resources within the, within the school, uh, you know, and then, you know, I'm still, you know, the next quarter comes up pretty quick. So I go from being, you know, like you're saying, is top tier athlete and to somebody that needs help with classes, uh, somebody that, um, has to, you know, get their books on tape or, you know, and have people to take notes for them. Um, so that, that was, that was, that was a little, that was very, uh, like um, traumatizing for me, you know, um, yeah. you know, it, I remember it help when before you had, you, you had been the leader yeah. and now you're someone who's, who's needing to, you know, rely on others who to help with the resources and, to support you and just to learn and navigate who, where do I get the help? How do right. I get the help? Definitely. Um, so 
you know, I took a like I took a part time job to kind of figure out what I wanted to do at the Boys and Girls Club uh, in Bellevue. Um, and um, you know, I thought I still wanted to be a coach. I told myself I'm going to go to the NFL no matter what. I'm going to go to the NFL no matter what. I was still on that on that thing, you know. Uh, and uh, I was working in Bellevue, and then I, uh, you know, I was dealing with a lot of depression at that time. You know, I felt like a loser. I felt like one of those old, old I don't like to say this, but like an old washed up uh, football player that you know doesn't have any goals for his, for his life or you know, those, those type of things. Um, not realizing that from traumatic brain injury, you, you're going to, you're going to ex experience that or most people do. And I remember after work one day, um, I was driving down the road and I literally tried to hurt myself. Oh, um, yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, luckily my car stopped. I was, I wasn't committed. <laughs> I wasn't committed. <laughs> Before I hit the before I hit the uh, the tree, I you know I hit the brake and my car my car stopped and I was so happy that my car stopped. And I told him I'm going home. I'm I'm stronger than this. I, I'm I'm going home. This is not who I am. This is not who I've ever been. Uh, I'm going home. This is just a moment in time. Um, yeah, I'm going home. And I went home. Um, and then you know and then you know I still felt that depression. It still was there. Um, you know, and I, I started to drink a lot, um, and you know, and smoke marijuana. Those are things that, you know, to try to self-medicate during the time and didn't really understand um, what was really going on with me. And then, uh, kind of fast forward, um, a friend of mine, he and we're talking in two, we're talking about 2000. Uh, let's let's back up a little bit. So, I did I didn't I did end up going to the NFL. So I went as an intern or, or for the. Uh, for the um, for the Seahawks, for like a training camp, I talked my way into the front office there. Um, uh, met a guy and he uh, wanted to help me out, um, and then I you know did that. Then I realized at that point that I don't really want to be in in that in that world, in in that way. Um, mm -hmm. um, so I decided to uh, you know to help in other ways in terms of like uh, helping young men reach reach goals, uh, you know, instilling them perseverance. Uh, work ethic and those things um yeah but um let's go back to my friend my friend had passed away in 2012 uh and that's what kind of put me at a point where i was like uh i wasn't doing really well at all and the person i was dating at the time reached out to uh, to one of the doctors at, at uw and said that darren isn't doing really well and i'm really nervous for him um, and that's when I kind of got on the path of kind of getting, getting, getting healthy. Um, and that's what's, that's what I want people to hear is that there's a lot of people that are going through, you know, these, these symptoms or these issues that don't realize there's help that don't realize that like organizations like the brain injury Alliance of Washington is there and they self-medicate and they, you know, they hurt themselves and, and, or they just go through having a low quality of life. Um, and uh, you know, as I as I kind of as I went through my journey of doing uh, you know counseling sessions, uh, you know, the journey still continues as well. Um, you know, speech therapy, uh, taking different medications, you know, antidepressants, those type of things. Um, you know, and that's hap this, what's happening right now is where I lost my train of thought, and that happens a bunch uh, due to my injury. Um, but those are some of the things that I have done 
to uh, to try to you know beat this thing or try to live live life with it. Yeah, um, and that's part of it. So kind of what you're saying right now, I I want folks to know your journey and your struggles with certain symptoms did not end necessarily because you and I have had conversations for all the years I've known you and Mm -hmm. um, some of them pretty deep. And you, you and I have talked about those hard pieces of living with a brain injury and that the depression is something that you, you continue to acknowledge, work on what, how do you phrase it? I don't want to put words into your mouth. Sure. Um, what I've taught myself to deal with um, depression uh-huh. is that it's just a moment in time and this, and this, this feeling, it will pass. Um, and, you know, just, you know, feeling that hopelessness, not knowing what's going to happen or, you know, just not being in control. Yeah. Um, but you only can control what you control. And that's something I tell myself also. Um, and then, you know, trying to take care of yourself physically, you know, getting rest, eating, eating the right foods, yeah. Um, those things, all those things take a, take a part into it. Then as I get older, I, I kind of do a better job at, um, you know, managing, you know, my symptoms. And I know when I need to get away from people, I know when I'm, I'm getting agitated. I know, you know, I, I know when these things are occurring and now I can recognize it and now I can adapt. It's, it's like my, my, uh, my brother-in-law, he doesn't know that I, um, that he said this to me and it really stuck with me. He said, you know, either adapt or die. Um, and I like living, so <laughs> um, he doesn't know that. Yeah, Dorian Waller, he doesn't know that. But uh, but ever since he said that to me about a year ago, I uh, I kind of stuck with that. I like that that phrase there. Well, he may know it now because we're on a podcast that people yeah. are going to hear, and I would hope some of your family. So let's move forward to some sure. of the things. I think what you just said about you know yourself more so now. You've learned more as your journey mm-hmm. has gone through, um, how you adapt and how you take care of yourself. I mean, all of those things for you to say as an adult male is really hard. I think all men have difficulty saying, I'm going to acknowledge and I'm going to learn and I'm going to find ways for me to be my best. Definitely. And so I know some of the things that you do, if you want to talk about, because you're still involved. So you, again, being the goal-orientated person you are, you said back a little ways ago, you wanted to be involved with young men and you wanted to help them. So talk a bit about what you're involved with right now. Yeah, so um, a friend of mine, uh, Tracy Ford uh, from Ford Sports Performance, is CEO over there. He uh, he came to approach me and said, hey, I want to start this uh, seven-on-seven team. Uh, I want you to run defense or run the offense. Um, and um, we did that. Um, and what it's grown into is, uh, is a place where we have um, um, – so we have a facility – there's a facility where they can go and study and then get help with their, with their, uh, with their, with their grades. Um, you know, you have people like myself and other coaches that are calling and calling on these guys constantly uh, to make sure they're being accountable. Um, we're putting in them, you know, the good things like the you know, work ethic, uh, perseverance, uh, time management, uh, goal setting. Um, these kids are in, they're in high school. They're well, they're everywhere from eighth grade to high school. So it's it's cool that you know we have these kids when they're they're young and we can put in them this work ethic and they get to train next to like Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright, and all these people. Wow, um, fun! Yeah, 
it, it's it's a really cool deal, and then I get to get the knowledge from them, and then and then we um we're putting back and we're putting in them, you know, the thing to where they should they should always want to give back. So uh, once a year, they do a uh, the kids have to put together like a, um, a camp for the younger kids, the younger kids, like really young kids, and they have to run that camp that uh, that camp all by themselves. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that's what we're doing. And then it's, it's also, it's cool because we're able to see kids that we work with, you know, achieve their goals of playing in the NFL. Like we've seen, I've seen kids come through there, uh, come to the program, uh, that this year they got drafted to play in the NFL. So it's pretty cool. Well, and I, I, you know, the Brain Injury Alliance of Washington has been very involved in concussion management. And I, I get this question a lot. And I think you're, it's interesting to have you as part of this dialogue right now. Uh, I get the question a lot, or, or I, I proactively actually make the statement that we're not anti-football because, right. yeah, young men, um, as you gained much growing up from being part of a sport and being engaged and team building, you know, that you, you're continuing on. The kids, you know, you abide by all the pieces that we um, instilled. Um, I think the UW was ahead of its time with you and the idea of, you know, they removed you from play permanently because it was um, just your injury that was not worth going back on the field to play. But you've you found another you found another way of you know being engaged and involved in something that's obviously very important to you and meaningful to you. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So people will ask me. Um, you know, I don't know how you still like football, or you know, why do you you um give all this time to football um i give time to football because it's helped me become who i am it's 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 given me a a dry run at life so i i appreciate it i i i'm thankful for it i'm thankful for having my injury to be honest um you know because you don't know how strong you are until you're tested uh, now i know my value now i know my worth and then the reason why i i kind of got involved with the brain injury alliance of washington the therapist i was seeing at the time that was helping me out pro bono um, at the University of Washington. Um, he uh, he said, you know, you know, you're not finding much value in yourself, and you and you you know, and there's a big group of people that can that can be helped by from what you're going through. And then um, you know, months later, uh, I was on the board, and, I was, and now I have a platform to tell my story. Yeah, not only were you on the board, you're one of our past presidents, so. And you're currently serving as the immediate past president, so you've you've also stepped into this organization in a leadership role. Well, like I tell my kids, it's not about what you can receive; it's about what you can give, um, and it doesn't have to be in a sense of money. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do with the Brain Injury Alliance, um, and I think that's what the Brain the Brain Injury Alliance does for people all across, you know, basically the country. Um, we're a model system. Um, you know, uh, I do want to touch on this, um, and just so it just brings awareness to, you know, everyone. You know, being a black man uh, in this country with a brain injury, it's a, it, it's a, little, it's a little bit scary for me, to be honest. Um, it's, a, it's just a little bit scary because I can be in a situation where I'm with a, with a police officer that wants to use uh, extreme force, and I'm not a, I'm not a, a small person. 
I'm not a I'm not a uh, scared person, and and with my brain injury, I have right frontal lobe damage. I don't process my my uh, my emotions that well, and I can become angry at times. Um, so I don't want to be in a situation where I'm uh, or I might react in a way where they feel threatened, and I end up losing my life, and my daughter goes grows grows up without a dad. Um, so you know during these times, I'm 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 you know, I'm a little nervous. You know, I have have coworkers ask me, "Do I want to go out and protest?" Yeah, I want to go out and protest, uh, but I don't think I should. Uh, just, just for just for my safety and my family's safety. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm going to find other ways where I can where I can um, where I can help towards the cause, uh, spreading awareness. Um, you know, more like legislative action. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring uh, awareness to that because that's something that, you know, somebody with a brain injury as a black man has to deal with. And then, um, you know, black communities and, and communities of color are, are are groups of people where they're not most times have that negative stigma around mental health issues. So, it, it, you know, yeah. that's what I'd like to say. So. Thanks, Darren. One thing, you know, sharing that is really just an important statement there. I mean, that's, that's, that's what we need to, to know. You know, you're, you're my friend. And I would not know that experience and understand. I can't totally understand it, but I can hear it mm -hmm. and think, how can I change that? Because I want that change for you. We try to have that invitational environment, right? That's always the goal of the Brain Injury Alliance of Washington. And, you know, we're proud of that. And we want to be an in inclusive community and a supportive community for all and to reach all communities. We just need to clone clone folks like you. You know, we, <laughs> we, we need more Darrens in our world. So I, appreciate I that. any uh, final thoughts from you, sir? Uh, final thoughts from me? Um, yeah. No, I think you did a good a good job in getting all the information out of me. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, so I thanks for thanks for doing that. I don't feel like there's anything left on the table that I wanted to speak on. So, well, thanks for joining us. Um, you can always get support at eight seven seven eight two four one seven six six or our website biawa.org. We wish you all safety and good health. Um, let's take care of one another. And we look forward to the next time we're together for an, an episode. Take care.